Welcome to Roll with Adventure, a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast that transports you through the magic of imagination from our world to the far-off world of Ebris, a land full of heroes and villains, the evil and the divine, monsters and miracles, and of course, magic. We are delighted to bring this adventure from our imagination to your ears. If you like what you hear, please subscribe for future episodes and follow us on social media. If you want to learn more about us in this podcast, please visit us at RollWithAdventure.com. And now, let's listen as our heroes roll with adventure. Hello and welcome to episode two of Roll With Adventure's flagship campaign of Shadows and Bliss. My name is Cass, and I am the dungeon master for this ragtag band of heroes. Today, our journey into this tale of adventure, intrigue, secrets, and magic across the world of Ibris continues. For those of you following along, you may notice that the sound is a bit different this episode. We're still sorting out sound levels and trying to find the right mics for right for the right people. Now, this episode, our heroes begin outside the house on Sapphire Lane in Dwemer Hollow, and they're about to go inside. Or at least that's what they said they wanted to do last episode. <laughs> but before we dive right in, let's meet our band of heroes. To decide the order of introduction, let's roll player initiative, not character. And remember, here, we roll with adventure. For those listeners unfamiliar with player initiative, you roll a d20, and depending on how dexterous you have been, you add up to a plus two for fantastically dexterous moves, or minus up to two for not the most dexterous moments. So, players, how have each of you been this past week? I think I should get a plus two because I simultaneously stopped a toddler from falling off a slide while preventing a different toddler from eating sand today, and I'm very proud of myself for that. That is highly impressive. I was very skilled. I'm proudly going to take some minus two penalty because I started working out this week and my legs are so sore that I walk like a man who just got new legs and doesn't know how they work. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Uh, I think I will take a minus one as I have been in some pain this week and a little bit less coordinated than usual. I think I'm going to take a a negative one. Um, Recently was reaching to grab something out of the fridge, dropped it tried to catch it and said knock something else out of the fridge <laughs> so <laughs> oh man i've done that before did you catch the thing that was originally falling uh, yeah i did but oh. that's why it's only a negative one. Oh, okay okay good <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense so shall we roll so, roll those d20s I, I rolled a one oh. <laughs> with, with a minus two means i have a minus one Ooh. Um, uh, I got a modified eight. I, got... I also got a modified eight. Oh. Um, I got a... I said minus one. So that is a 16. So do we okay. uh, re-roll to, to break the tie, or do we just both introduce ourselves at the exact same time? <laughs> so uh, I will say Sasha will go first for introductions, because she had a plus two and you had a minus. That's fair. Mm. Versus last episode, where everyone just seemed to be rolling the exact same number. <laughs> yes. 
I wish I'd saved this good roll for something important in the game. Alas. So many good rolls and bad ones ahead of you. No. But uh, now that we've got the order sorted, Allie, please introduce yourself. Your name, as I just said. Character name, race, class, and an important detail. All right, I'm Allie, and I'm playing Kawari Anna. Can oh my gosh, I shouldn't have named myself this. Anna Kalathi Bostukbase, a Goliath Paladin, and I value all sentient life. Hello, I'm Sasha. I'm playing Faelith, the half elf bard who was raised by and speaks to ghosts. And one time she got thrown down a well by an angry fisherman because she told him that his grandfather wasn't proud of his tri- prize fish. Ooh. I'm going to have to think of something clever to say next time. Dave? My name is Jovan, and uh, today we get to explore my house, which doesn't obey the normal laws of geometry. And last but not least, take it away, Brian. Uh, my name is Brian. I'm at MindOverBrian on Twitter. Uh, I'm playing uh, Melian Barebone, who appears to be a uh, half-elven uh, barbarian. And uh, I'm about apparently about to lose my mind inside a weird civilized house. Now that everyone has introduced themselves, let's get this adventure rolling. And remember, here, we roll with adventure. And then we slowly fade the music out on Brian. Okay. The four of you have entered a district of Dwemer Hollow, known as Frost's Folly. It is the southeastern corner of Dwemer Hollow, wedged between Walden Gate and Skargate, uh, and closed off by the Dwarven Burrow and Maker's March, the eastern branch of Maker's March. But you are on Sapphire Lane, a small backwater lane with mostly residential houses and a bakery. Across from this bakery are three houses, all tightly packed in a row, and wedged between two is a small house three stories tall not very wide, that appears to be quite thin. This house is a faded green, and it is in front of this house that Jovan has stopped. Uh, home sweet home. I suppose if you guys have anything left at the inn, you might as well have it shipped over here. No sense paying for rooms while we have uh, accommodations. That is most generous of you, are you sure? I don't reckon I have a choice in it. I was given this house by the same fellow that granted us the letters, and I don't think he gave me the extra bedroom for uh, to keep the dogs in. You have dogs? Ah, a pair of them. Uh, they'll be out here shortly. The terrible guard dogs. I see. 
There's a very, very important question I must ask you at this exact moment. I have a very, very important answer for you. Also, I need to say that again because I forgot her accent. <laughs> <laughs> Please leave that in. There's a very, very important question that I have to ask you right now. I've got a very, very important answer for you. What are your dog's names? Oh, well, uh, one of them. Uh, I call him Peeves. Uh, more of a pet than a guard dog. And uh, the other one, uh, I call him my liege. Gets royally upset if you call him anything else. There's one more very important question. I think I have one more very important answer left in me. Can I pet them? Well, if you're careful about it, then yes. Yes! yes. They're mostly harmless, unfortunately. As much as I've tried to train them to be otherwise. Gonna pet the puppies now, gonna pet them so much. But, uh, but he said I could. I asked. Look how oh. polite he was. No. Uh, no. Yeah, let me go I, I was about to tell you. Good good work. Good asking before you pet the dogs. See, I showed restraint. I asked permission. I'm learning. That you are. And for that, you get a cookie. I'll get a cookie. And uh, Melian pulls, pulls out what looks like a mud pie and hands it back to her. She takes it and devours it like a starving wolf that has never had food before in their life and is now very chocolatey. Dogs and cookies, this is the best day of my life. Even a little step ahead, uh, um, gently open the door and to, the, to the sound of barking from within uh, and bracing against it as the door slam. <laughs> uh, so as you open the door... Uh, start opening the door in uh, you see two snouts uh, immediately trying to push their way out puppies 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 puppies, puppies. brace yourselves puppies, puppies, puppies. and he opens the door so we never decided what kind of dogs uh, they were uh, so well, um, apparently according to the dogs um, player's handbook out? only mastiffs are available for sale um, so that's what I've gone with. <gasps> I was really hoping they'd be Lillian Bubbles. <laughs> uh, it's entirely possible, I suppose. There's, um... Well, we'll go with Mastiff, since I haven't decided anything otherwise leading up to it. So, two large Aventian Mastiffs. <laughs> cough English mastiffs <laughs> uh, push their way out they look like they've uh, like they're still relatively newish puppies uh, they're about like six months uh, seven or maybe eight months old uh, and they immediately start to slobber on Yofa who is holding back the tide of slobber and fur from reaching the rest of your party. Faelith is literally vibrating with her desire to be slobbered on by those puppies. Casting a wary glance at the others, uh, he steps away from the door, keeping his balance best he can as the door slams open. Yovan, are you releasing the puppies to attack your companions? I say attack with quotation marks around it. Or are you trying to hold them back so that you're companions can get in the house before you unleash them. 
I'm, I'm going to release him on them uh, and take the opportunity to slip inside and try to um, make any effort to make it somewhat presentable indoors. Okay. The puppies immediately break from Jovan, seeing three companions, or victims, close by, three intruders that they should gnaw on and slobber upon, and uh, the two of them just charge at you guys. And they're gonna go both, they're gonna both go straight for Faileth. They're gonna go for the small one. Uh, and Faileth, can you please give me either an animal handling check, uh, wisdom animal handling, or an acrobatics, de a dexterity acrobatics check to try and keep your footing as they attempt to knock you prone. What if I wish to be knocked prone? Okay, then you uh, then uh, pretty much imagine one of them uh, circles around your legs and sort of gets a bit behind your legs as the other one jumps up to put its paws on you and try and slobber on your face, and you go down like a sack of potatoes. And we snuggle right and we roll, top. and all is right with the universe. <laughs> is that how it goes? Is it quite obvious that the dogs are, are friendly? Yes. It is quite obvious that the dogs are friendly. You uh, don't get any kind of malicious intent uh, from the dogs. Okay. Uh, they're not barring their teeth. Their tongues are lolling out of their mouths, uh, and it appears that Jovan has gotten terrible guard dogs. Or fantastic guard dogs, depending on what kind of guard dog he wanted. Maybe they're just really good judges of character. Perhaps. Uh, so Jovan, uh, you slip inside, and you note, uh, as uh, you previously had in the house, that... It appears that while you were out of the house, the house has strangely put itself back into order. Uh, anything that was knocked over appears to have been uprighted. Uh, places that you had at one point spilt food, or uh, the dogs had been uh, a bit more messy with their uh, scraps, uh, appears to have been cleaned. Just another quirk or mystery of the house. After reassuring himself that everything has put itself back together once more. He opens doors for the rest, and whistles for the dogs. As you, as Jovan whistles for the dogs, the dogs both uh, sit immediately to attention. Maybe perhaps they are trained quite well, and run back to him and into the house. Aww. And then you see them sort of peeking out from behind him, looking at you, Faleth. Faleth looks up at Melian and says, Melian! Does that count as my annual bath? Uh, Melian gets a very long-suffering expression on his face and just shakes his head. Fine. There's a lavatory just up the ladder if you uh, want to get some of the slobber off. I don't. The rest of you. And you do. <laughs> For the rest of you, I, ha I have some maps and such in the kitchen. If you'd like to get down to business. Are you okay. saying you want to, to be at business without me? I'd rather keep the slime off the kitchen table if possible. Um, no offense to you or the pups, but... Faileth will keep the discussions surface level until you return from your bath. It better not take you less than a half of an hour 
No, but that's so long. Yes, uh, and I need you to clean behind your ears as well. Ugh, just kill me now. And she stomps moodily up the stairs. <laughs> so, uh, you let me explain the layout of this house. The main entryway of the house uh, leads directly into a small mudroom uh, with a fireplace and closet to one side and a narrow hallway that extends deeper into the house. Uh, at the end of this narrow hallway is a small kitchen. Um, on one side of the wall there is uh, what looks like almost a dumbwaiter, and you note that there is a ladder uh, that actually is just sort of off to the side in this kitchen that goes up to a second story. There aren't stairs uh, in the same way that other houses have stairs. But Jovan, uh, can I have a perception check from you? For sure. Unfortunately, nothing too impressive there. Uh, 12 after modifier. Okay. You've been in this house for about six months. Uh, so you would notice if there was ever a door that left out of the kitchen. There now is. Oh, good. That's probably good news. He's less surprised by it than he would like to be. <laughs> uh, so for the rest of you, uh, the kitchen has a large window on one side, uh, some counters, a uh, wood stove, uh, the ladder that goes up, and a pantry as well as a door that appears to go out into a small courtyard. Uh, he's going to see if he has any food available, which he'll put out for the guests, and then just discreetly poke his head into the new door. So poking your head into the new door, uh, you find a small courtyard uh, that is closed in on all sides by other portions of what looks like the house, at least. Uh, but you do notice that there is a, almost it looks like a bit like a temporary building in it, like a shed. He'll uh, duck back and, and just nod to the rest of them. Uh, I'll be with you in just a moment. I just need to go grab something real quickly. Uh, so you, I assume, are going to poke your head into this shed that has strangely appeared. Just to make sure there's nothing. Um... Uh, you find in this shed is an actual bath. It's just a nice big tub. Looks like you probably have to heat water in the house and bring it out to it. Huh. All right. Uh, <laughs> he'll uh, he'll poke his head back inside and um, just casually mention, um, if Faelith wanted a proper bath, there is one out in the courtyard. And you'll need to heat up the water for it, but it might be better than trying to scrub down in a lavatory. Just trying to be just casual. It's always been there. <laughs> Faelith? Cass? Faelith, did lost you scamper I? up the ladder? <laughs> I sure did. Okay, so you scampered up the ladder. Uh, when you scampered up the ladder and opened the trap door, uh, did you close the trap door behind you? Yep. Okay. That's very considerate uh, So Faelith. you are in a small room with a hallway and two doors. Uh, there's a door that theoretically should be facing towards a room that will face towards the street, and then there's a room, uh, a door on the opposite side. I'll go through the opposite door. Uh, so this one opens into the small lavatory. 
Hey, I found it. I guess I do washing stuff. Probably about a minute or two in, uh, you hear a call from Melian from through the trapdoor. It's only been two minutes. I'm doing what you said. I'm washing the ears and stuff. We found a real bathtub. No thanks. <laughs> I wasn't asking. It's... It sounded like you're giving me the option, and I'm super fine with the basin. Thanks. Say less. No, Perhaps why? we can leave that for another time. It would take some time to, to heat up the water, regardless. I don't think this is going to be a thing that'll be done in a in a day. Not that it's my place to butt in. Well, we'll let her finish washing up. Then we can have the meeting uh, about the maps while the water is heating. That seems more than a reasonable compromise. Faelif, come down. You're off the hook. Yes! Yes, yes, yes. I'm coming down right now. I only wash my hands. Ha ha ha. Did uh, Faelif uh, do anything else or peek into anything? Or did you... Um, because you ended up accidentally going to the lavatory first, did you... Are you just going back down? I think she'll just go back down. Melian has given her permission not to finish washing, and that's pretty big deal, so. She's not going nice. to waste okay. the goodwill. <laughs> okay. So, all four of you are in this kitchen. Right. Down to tax. First things first, uh, I believe, Gory, that uh, you were looking for the smith that the other uh, weapons enthusiast was speaking of. Uh, as he says, he's going to pull out just a rough map of the city and point to an alleyway within Frost's Folly. Uh, you'll find him here. Um, I'd recommend taking a guide with you. I can show you, or there's a, there's a lad that comes around. Uh, I pay him a penny or two when I have one spare. He does odd jobs and favors. Uh, he'd be happy to show you along. For the rest of us, here's the river that the, uh, the kind merchant we spoke to was mentioning. And there's only so many places that a boat like that could pull up. At least one of any size. And you'll indicate any, well, any applicable spots. I don't think I actually went over this with Cass, but... Uh, I have dropped a very, very rough map uh, of the city. Uh, which is really just a, here are the different regions of the city, or districts, uh, into our group. And as the city is more explored and populated, uh, the map will be expanded and refined. So what I reckon, uh, while we might not want to pay him a visit right away, it might be worth uh, scouting out the areas. In addition... Uh, I believe our friend here, Faelith, mentioned that she had stumbled across locations where some of the children had gone missing. I uh, can stick some pins in it, but it won't do as much good until we know proper specifics. But I reckon it won't take more than a day's work to get the right details on uh, specific locations where they went missing. Perhaps there's some sort of pattern we can pull from there. Any other thoughts? Don't everyone all speak up at once now. I find the lack of thing to hit somewhat 
disconcerting. The thing to hit? Uh, you mean the, the fellow on the boat that the merchant was speaking of, or...? I just mean I can't find a ready target for my fists. He does really like punching stuff. That's a reasonable pastime and a worthwhile profession. I'm sure we'll find uh, more than a few folks who deserve a right roughing up before a week's out. Do you want my my intel? My cool ghost reconnaissance? I think the first thing we ought to know is what it is he exactly learned from those ghosts that you're speaking to out in the market. Right, so I found out that there's been 10 kids gone missing. I think we already knew that. But one of them disappeared last night from Old Town. Um, almost half the kids that have disappeared have been from Old Town. A few of them from the borders. There's one at Scargate. Uh, there's one at Old Town. Uh, the Canal Side of Westgate. The Walden Gate. The Old Town again. The Scargate. Maker's March. Scargate again. There's one another one at Woden's Gate, one at the Noble District, and that's the one that they said that people started paying attention to. And then back at Old Town again, and they've always been taken at night. And also we should give our money to the girls at Books and Bonnies. Jovan uh, would have been quickly sticking pins in the map as she started rattling off locations, uh, with a vaguely disappointed look on his face when no immediate pattern showed up. Uh, and chuckled to himself at the mention of the Bonnies. I see that there are no disappearances near the boat. If anything, I'd say that reinforces that theory of ours. If I were the type to be engaged in a sort of criminal activity, then I'd try to do it as far away from home as possible, so as to keep the search elsewhere, yes? Yes, that makes sense. Um, should we be seeking out this bellicosa to learn more about the boat? I reckon our paths are going to cross eventually, but I wouldn't hurry it. It's going to be a complicated venture, even finding them, let alone arranging any sort of peaceful meeting with them. Especially after we, uh, if word of our meeting with the merchant gets around. Yes, we probably should gather more information before we confront anyone with our suspicions. Perhaps we could question the parents of some of the missing children, learn more about how the children were taken. They were taken at night. They were... Were they taken from their homes? I think the ghost said that all the mothers of the children are, like, gathering around the well and stuff and lamenting about how terrible it all is all the time. And that's how they know all of this. So maybe we should, like, go there? Or... Yes, that could be useful. What do you think, Jovan? Well, a little honest bit of eavesdropping never heard anyone. <sighs> You do not uh, think point. we should question them directly? Not to uh, lay any insult at any of the feats of the fine folks that have gathered around, but I'm not sure if any of us here really have the tact necessary to approach such a delicate conversation. Hey now, I'm great at talking to people. Uh, are you quite as skilled at talking to living ones as you are with the dead? Um, yeah, I think so. Until they get mad at me. Melian leans back in his chair so that uh, he's out of... Phelous eyeline and just sort of shakes his head. Uh, Jovan meets his eye and nods tiredly. So perhaps we can go and uh, speak with him, but I reckon we should probably do some eavesdropping first before we scare him off. If we are to offer our assistance to find out what happened to their children, do you think that they would not be grateful? 
That's possible. I reckon it's worth a fair try. Uh, my experience, Paladin, is that uh, people suffering a tragedy rarely thank outsiders for their interests and are more likely to turn on those outsiders. Melian's thoughts are a right echo of my own. Uh, yeah. But at this stage, I'm willing to try just about anything. Perhaps Faileth and I could pose as mother and daughter. Mother and daughter. Well, are you my mother now, Melian? Uh, I think we've quite established that I am not your mother. But you just said we could pose as mother and daughter. The operative's word in that sentence was pose. Just as we pose as brother and sister. She looks a little disappointed. Now, if you'd fielded that plan out at the end, I would have laughed in your face. But after that trick you pulled out of the tent, I think you just might be capable of pulling it off. I reckon it'd be entertaining enough to see it try anyways. Might learn a thing or two. I have found myself quite skilled with a disguise kit. An interesting skill to have, but one that I think we'll find useful in the coming days. Alright, so other than bothering uh, the, the mothers of Orf, uh, missing children here, is there anything else we'd like to see done? Any other leads we might pursue that have escaped me? Like, fuck, I'm falling into uh <laughs> Everybody falls into the accent. Ah, uh, it is okay. so funny to listen to. <laughs> Don't worry. I've decided that going forward, ghosts, I'm probably just... I should just have them speak in monotone, slightly creepy voices. And just Instead never of all engage any other kind of accent. Because otherwise, <laughs> all ghosts... And the afterlife is Scottish. <laughs> I don't know how the Scots are going to feel about that. <laughs> I'm trying very hard not to adopt that accent. Before we leave, there is one thing that I have been considering since we joined. I I know why I'm here. I'm... I'm here to seek out some sort of uh, undead menace. And I, I'm i curious to know, are you all here for the same purpose? Just because we were brought here by the same person, I don't want to assume that it necessarily follows we all have the same aim. I don't think so. I mean, my letter didn't say anything about undead. Hmm. What brought you here, then? I mean, my letter just told me that I needed to come here and to meet the two of you, and that I'd get some answers if I did that. And also, I'd get to talk to some cool ghosts in Remembrance Square, and that was honestly enough for me. I'll be honest, uh, the letter I got was more cryptic as to any sort of long-term goal beyond uh, getting familiar with the city here. Uh, all I've been instructed to do is to to stay together with you lot. To be honest, uh, most of my motivation here for helping is just raw boredom. This city, it's interesting enough, but I've been idle and purposeless for near six months and it's starting to greet to me. It's not a life that I can live. I'm here for the girl. Then, is our goal the same? We all seem interested in, in pursuing the mystery of the missing children and, and perhaps finding them if we can. Is that 
Well, sure, I don't want any other kids to die if they don't have to. I have no love of undead, nor do I have any charity for one who would victimize children. It seems as honest a cause as any. To be frank, I got little else to do with my time. Well, good. I just wanted to make sure that we would not find ourselves at cross-purposes for having failed to discuss the, the, uh, the matter at hand. Very prudent, Paladin. It's a fair point worth mentioning. I mean, I'll stay as long as Mother doesn't get really angry about it. She's peeved, but she's always slightly peeved. To be honest, peeves is actually, like, pacing around Mother, despite the fact that the dogs clearly can't see her. They're... Both of them seem to just be pacing around one spot. Yeah, she gives off that sort of anti-dog vibe, I bet. How is Mother reacting to all this? She has her... She, she has her arms crossed. Her face is as hazy as always. Um, but she's been rather quiet uh, throughout this. Um, she seems to be a, looking around, really trying to deter... Like It almost seems like she's trying to determine something as well. Alright, I'll check in with her later. Alright. As much as I am loath to explore this option... Uh, we find ourselves with a fair few to go off of. I think we may actually need to speak at the guard at some point. Perhaps the paladin will be able to find some goodwill where the rest of us may not. I have no objection to this approach. Didn't expect you would, Quarry. I know you don't believe that the Temple of Soul will be able to offer us any assistance, but I'm curious whether you think any of the other temples may have information on the disappearance of the children? Is there one that is particularly popular with those from Old Town that perhaps the, the parents would have gone to the priests with information? I'll be, uh, I'll be frank. I... I've spoken briefly with the fine priests of Seoul here, and they're not like the priests of the, the chapel back home. As for the rest, well... There is a fair bit of gossip that goes on through these these churches, but the priests aren't the type to gossip back. They play it pretty close to the chest. You do make a good point. While we may be able to glean some information at the Temple of Soul, we don't have the same connection at the other temples. We would have to establish ourselves more firmly in the town if we wanted their assistance. Well, uh, what is the next step? We have a few options. At what stage do you believe that we should consult the guard? Well, I'd like to put eyes on that ship at least once first. I have a feeling that once the guard knows that we are interested in it, we'll likely have another pair of eyes following us around. And I'd not like them bumbling into things that would rather be done carefully. If you follow? Yes. Yes, I do understand. Do you believe the guard to be inept? Well, there hasn't been a single mention of any lead on these missing children, and it hasn't been a new occurrence. You do make a point. Do they have a uh, history of being ineffectual, or are they just bad with missing persons? I can't rightly say. Um, my gut says 
that with the, the city set up as it is, and uh, with the, the thoroughfare as it is, most of the attention is on protecting the merchants passing through, with less care put towards the citizens of the city itself. I have very little to back that up, but it strikes me as not a priority of theirs. One thing that interested me when I came through the gate, I noticed that all of the guards had new weaponry, uh, apparently provided by contract through a certain new merchant, uh, the one that the weapons collector mentioned to us. And at the time, it struck me that it was interesting the city council would choose to outfit the entire town guard, not an inexpensive undertaking. And I wondered if there was perhaps some threat that the populace was not generally aware of that they were being armed against. I wouldn't reckon that. If they were looking to have themselves armed, there's a flourishing tr local trade. Uh, to be honest, I nearly bit my tongue off when you mentioned it out in public there. It's a bit of a hot-button issue uh, out there. The council's controversial decision to spend... to set that entire contract on a new-faced merchant and to turn their back on the guild here. Uh, most of the smiths and whatnot around here will as soon use you to test their steel as to speak at any length of it. Do you think it's possible that there's corruption in the council, that perhaps some pressure has been brought to bear that they would choose a new merchant for such a large undertaking? <laughs> there's always corruption in the council. If it isn't corruption, then it's ignorance. I'm not sure which would be worse. I was just going to say that while you guys are doing important discussions, Faileth is going to try to get a dog to come hang out with her. Uh, you can get my liege to come hang out with you, but uh, Peeves has decided to actually directly sit under where your mother is sort of hanging. Uh, part of her is in where he is sitting, and he's, like, every once in a while nipping at the air above him. Uh, my liege, on the other hand, has sort of just, like, rolled onto his side, and you can snuggle up against him. Excellent. She's gonna sit on the floor with the dog and give him scritches while the grown-ups talk about serious stuff. Melian is listening to the conversation. However, he's also surreptitiously heating water. Hmm. Most wise. Excellent. Preparing for an ambush. Faileth never see it coming. Mm. You heartless beast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining that he's going to get Yovan to go into the shed and whistle for the dogs to come, and then you're going to go with the dogs, and then at, and then mm. Melian's just going to pick you up and throw you in. <laughs> and just lock the door, and hopefully the splashing <laughs> takes off more dirt than it. <laughs> Probably the best bash you'll ever have gotten, yeah. But yeah, just uh, worth a note, when you go and speak to the smith down the lane here, uh, I would keep any mention of the outside merchant to a minimum, at least until your business is done. I understand. I just... Um, hmm. Do not wish to be paranoid, or nor to uh, come to any conclusions before we have the full information, but... The behavior of the council does strike me as odd, and the city guard are necessarily associated with the council, and they have made no progress on the disappearances. I wonder 
to what extent we should involve them in our efforts. It's a bit of a leap, but uh, we're short on theories and rich in time. So it's definitely something that we can spend some effort looking into. Yes, well, we should certainly gather more information. It is quite difficult to say what may be happening at this juncture. Melian says, well, we have a solid lead and a bow to the river. Why not put a man there to keep watch for this boat? I would be happy to watch. Uh, I don't mean to speak at a turn, um, but you might be a little bit too useful to put on watch duty. Uh, as it is, it's I so just happen to have... <laughs> I love your character. <laughs> uh... I just so happen to have an associate of mine um, with a little less to do on his plate, and perhaps with a penny or two, he might be convinced to go and sit at the box for a time. He should be coming through just a moment here. I told him to meet me here tonight. That would be useful. It's just to reiterate the time. It it's still like around noon, midday. All right, never mind. Um, so. Marin won't be coming by till the evening. Uh, to re rephrase that then. Um, well, I, I have an associate of mine uh, who for a penny or two might find some time in his busy schedule to go sit out at the docks. I'm expecting to meet him just tonight if we can afford to wait that long. Well, uh, I for one am newly arrived to town and have uh, some things that I uh, wished to tend to, having my halberd sharpened, uh, seeking out this merchant who may be able to uh, talk to me about some magical weapons um, and of course there is as you put it the uh, eavesdropping that we could do if it is only midday perhaps we will be able to overhear some of the women in the market that sounds like it's all booked up then not much to wait for while the young miss is having her bath I'll see if I can put together some food for you lot I mean, if I'm going to have to be like a street urchin at the market and stuff, then I definitely shouldn't have a bath first. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're not going to be street urchins. Why and not? no mother will speak to another mother who lets their child get as dirty as you are now. <sighs> it's for the good of the mission. This is an excellent, excellent plan, because I had noticed that all of the parents keep their children indoors. Most assuredly, one of the mothers will approach you about the danger you are putting your child in, and will be happy to give you details about the risk. Indeed. Most wise, yes. Well, there's enough water now, Faileth. Perhaps we will move to the tub? Uh, I'll fill it up and leave you to it. Fine. Yovan, perhaps the pups might also benefit from a bath? <gasps> He'll give them a guilty side eye, uh, realizing he probably hasn't put them through any water in the past month or so, and just boot one gently towards the door. Uh, if you whistle, they'll come. Could you take a bath with the puppies? Indeed. But do clean the puppies. Not all playing, Faith. Oh no, we're gonna scrub so- we're gonna do- Oh, the scrubbing will do- you'll never even recognize us when we so scrubbed. Alright. 
Then Melian will set up their map. And we have learned... <laughs> and we've learned how to, how to motivate Faelith a bath. <laughs> and uh, so, Faelith, you'll, you'll jump in the bath with the puppies. Uh, you uh, clean yourself. Uh, there's one moment where you, for a second, uh, almost called out to Melian to say that you didn't have any soap, and then conveniently... There was a bar there that you hadn't noticed before, sitting next to you, uh, just out just out of the tub. And, uh, well, Faileth, you and the dogs uh, have their have a bath. Likely the first of many to come now that there is a bath readily available for you, and Melian <sighs> has learned how to get you to bathe. Uh, <laughs> Well, this is going on, uh, Jovan, you uh, put together a nice lunch. Uh, what do you think you have? So I don't think this is something that I've really gone over. Um, do the cupboards tend to just fill up with random food, just like everything else in the house? Or do I actually have to shop? Uh, they seem to just fill up with random food. Not necessarily what you want. I suppose it's just as much of a surprise to Jovan as it is to everyone else, then. <laughs> just take it in stride. It's uh, imagine he's tried a uh, hundred recipes that uh, wouldn't have otherwise bothered with over the past little while. So you open a couple cupboards and you find some cheese and you find uh, some crackers and some meats. Uh, and you also find uh, a couple pieces of fruit that have been uh, pickled in a jar. Uh, and you give a sort of light... Uh, easy trail ration almost style lunch to everyone uh, Faileth joins you and eats a hearty eats a eats her fill uh, and then from there uh, with your next goals in mind I think we have Kawari and Yovan heading off to a, bla a local blacksmith and Melian and Faileth, uh, planning on heading towards a plaza somewhere. Central Plaza, Town Square, Darkling Market. I don't know exactly which one you're going to. So are you going to break off into groups for this, or what are you thinking? I mean, that seems the most exped expedious. Yeah, because I think we're trying to get these things done before we reconvene for the evening at the house where Jovan's uh, helpful helper person is expected. Right? Yep. Sounds like a plan then. Uh, who would like to go first? I you flip a coin. Have no preference, but I would be happy to choose. <laughs> Thank you. That is a sure. very diplomatic then, way. Then, uh, then choose. <laughs> Uh, then I... choose. <laughs> then I will go first and see if I can find myself a magic weapon. You have chosen poorly. No, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but that voice just made me think, don't look into the eye of Mara. Yeah, it's the voice that I'm doing. It's the one from uh, Indiana Jones. Oh, well done me. I mean... Literally, I mean, I guess legit from the Last Crusade, but still, it's fun. Look not into the eye of the idol. Okay. 
So on the way there, I suppose I'd just make idle conversation as to the, the latest in technology when it comes to undead killing. I have to admit, I'm a little bit out of the loop. It's, um, and even in the Abbey, um, while they are quick to advocate for it, uh, there weren't all that many in the way of instruction manuals. If you're going to be facing some in the city here, I'd like to be prepared. Well, that's most wise. Of course, the Abbey was more always more focused on healing than on the uh, the hunting of the cursed. So it's understandable that they didn't have the, uh, the types of books you may have been looking for. Of course, the power of soul is very great against the undead, and that would always be my highest recommendation to turn to soul in your time of need. But there are things that can be used to s supplement your efforts. Um, in, it depends on the type of undead that you're facing, and we do not yet know what it is that we face, so it's hard to give specific um, guidance. But things like holy water can be effective, uh, uh, well, in some cases, just the light of soul itself. Of course, against vampires, and... Are there any other, like, obvious undead weapons or remedies? really depends on the type of undead. Is, uh, corp. Is silvered weapons as ubiquitous in this world as it is in other fantasy, or...? Silvered weapons uh, might help in some cases, depending on the type of the undead, uh, but uh, it really depends on what undead you're facing. Undead are sort of a... the right tool for the job kind of creature type. Seems reasonable. That is, uh, in fact, why I am searching out a skilled smith who could craft me a weapon for use against the undead, because it is important to have the right tools for the job, and some are more broadly useful than others. Hey Cass, do I actually know the name of the smith? I don't... Uh, yes. Uh, you know that his name is Alan. Gotcha. I don't know if you have gone to... if you have actually visited his shop or not. Uh, but you do know where it is, uh, and when you are getting closer, I will give you a brief description. Uh, if you're looking for quality weapons, I've been told to look no further than Alan here. He's a bit of a local well-kept secret. Excellent, that sounds like exactly the kind of thing that I'm looking for. I'm not very well-to-do. I do most of my work in service to Seoul and take no payment, but... Perhaps there is something that I could do for the smith, or I may be reduced to saving my coppers, as it were. I'm sure we'll be able to scrounge up some coin or favors, as it need be. He's a reasonable sort. There's nothing else I particularly want to go over on the, the way there. Okay. Then, as you round a corner, you see, nestled in a small cul-de-sac, in Frost Folly sits a modest single-story home. Above its front door hangs a small wrought-iron sign in the shape of an anvil. This small home and the enclosed courtyard behind the house serve as the storefront, residence, and smithy of a smith known as Alan.
Jovan will do an exaggerated uh, bow and then gesture at the smith in front of him. The one and the only. The man we're all here to see. Perhaps you'd like to go and meet him yourself. Indeed I would. Thank you, Jovan. So you pull open the door and there's a small sound of a bell as it uh, hits a little metal contraption. Uh, and you see that the storefront uh, is quite empty. There is what you would assume uh, showcases, uh, but they don't have anything in them. And there is a long bar or till across the back, and you can hear the sounds coming through the do- through a door of a hammer on metal. I'll look around the um, storefront and kind of give a look at Jovan and say, is it always so bare? Is he closing up shop? Uh, most of the most of the work that he puts is sold as soon as it comes out of his hands. Not much left to decorate the shop with, I'm afraid. Ah, oh, well, good for him. Uh, it's worth noting that Jovan will answer all questions with absolute confidence, uh, but Cass, if I, like, don't don't take this as stepping in on world building. Um, it's, it's likely that he is completely wrong about everything he says is right. <laughs> don't worry. Um, I know why this shop is empty. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I did describe it. Quarry uh, is, like, completely impressed because they were thinking that um, the lack of weapons was because of the decline in business that had been talked about since this new merchant uh, came in and started sort of squeezing the local smiths out but now i find out that oh my goodness this guy is just so good that even that new guy can't um impact his business are you just going to stay here it it sounds like perhaps the smith did not hear you do you know this allen fellow should we uh go to the back well uh more of them I've heard of his name passing by, and mm. I've had some work done with him, but it's always been through uh, through the lad I spoke of. I don't think I've ever had the pleasure of speaking with him directly myself. Huh. Can Quarry ring the bell again? Uh, if you're... Are you ringing the one at the door? Is there another one? Uh, not that you can see. Okay, yeah, no, I will re-ring the doorbell. You're able to just, you're tall enough that you can just sort of like flick it with your fingers. Um, It sounds, and it sounds quite annoying. And probably after about 30 seconds or so of doing it, uh, you hear the sounds of a like disgruntled, perhaps, individual (laughs) Mm -hmm. in the back. It's like, I'll be there in a minute. Just, I'll be there. Just, just, just stop. Quarry will immediately stop ringing the bell. After a few minutes, uh, you see a thin man with rather pale skin and uh, grayish blonde hair uh, and light gray eyes comes out from the back uh, wearing a smock. Uh, He's very thin, though uh, it looks like he is well-muscled. And uh, you can see 
through his hair, just the slight point of perhaps half-elven years. Is he close enough for us to talk to? Yep, he has come up behind the counter and he goes, Well, hello. I, I, I don't think I've seen either of your faces here before. I do apologize for the uh, ringing of the bell. I thought that you weren't able to hear it as you were hard at work in your smithy. Well, uh, sometimes I miss it. It's a pleasure to meet you. I have had, I have heard very good things about your work, and I am interested in finding myself a particular type of magical weapon, which I hear you are most adept at crafting. Uh, yes, I do dabble somewhat in uh, crafting items of, uh, how do I put it, uh, magical or supernatural properties? Generally weapons or armor. What are you thinking exactly? Well, I am in need of a weapon that would help me in my, um, in my service to soul, in my fight against the undead. The cursed. He nods, giving you a look up and down. It does not seem like something that surprises him. <laughs> Kawari is not surprised that he is not surprised. Yovin is a little bit surprised that she's not surprised that he's surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you do you have any such weapon or experience making such things? With the right materials or components, uh, anything can really be made. It just depends on what you're really looking for, and to also find the right thing for you. How do you mean the right thing? Uh, do you have any, uh, say that you're looking for a weapon, do you have any kind of weapon that you particularly like to use, uh, that you wield regularly? Oh, uh, To, well. say, build a warhammer for someone that uses a sword is a bit, uh, incorrect, <laughs> you could say, or, uh, in, there are also different kinds. Uh, various, uh, components lend to certain aspects of magic that can be imbued into a weapon, uh, and some are better suited for different forms. I see. Well, uh, I do have three weapons that I carry with myself most regularly, but my, my favorite, my most commonly used, is uh, is this. And Quarry will take the halberd off their back and pass it over to Alan. Uh, so Alan is going to uh, do a slow look over it, and he sort of gives you a bit of a, like, a side eye, and pales a bit. Is there something the matter? And he'll turn the weapon over and say, any craftsman worth their salt has a mark. A mark that they place on weapons that they craft. And as he turns it over, uh, you note that there is a stylized A at the bottom of the wep of the halberd. Mm -hmm. And either this is some sick joke, or I made this. You? Did you... Have you been... Did you live in the Alliance? Uh, until 
he he sort of looks like he's a bit uh uncomfortable. Uh, and he says, uh, yes, I, I spent some time making weapons, uh, uh, south, uh, but, uh, I have no affiliation whatsoever to them now. Nor do I, but during, <clears throat> during the Blissful Rebellion, I did, of course, let what aid I could in the fight against the Cult of Bliss, as many did. And he almost looks relieved. Hmm. Ah, uh, you fought against, uh, that, that would make much more sense. Uh, and he sort of turns it over and goes, hmm, I, I, I do remember making, I think I made a batch of these. Uh, would you have perhaps, uh, become a captain? Yes, indeed. It was given to me when I became a captain in the uh, the army of the alliance it was well a useful title but one not necessary to me as I had no wish to join their army other than in insofar as it allowed me to fight the undead well I'm certainly glad to hear that you do not harbor any direct allegiance to them uh, otherwise I would have to turn you away but, what? Uh, with that being said, uh, this looks quite dull, uh, and I would be very happy to sharpen it. Well, that is one of the things that I was hoping to have done uh, now that I've arrived in town. It has seen much service and stood me in very good stead. It's an excellent weapon that you crafted. I certainly would hope so. Hmm. May I ask you, you... Uh, you seem to have some concern about the Alliance. I myself have not been there since, well, since the end of the Rebellion. Has, have things changed? Let us just say that I ended on not the most peaceful of terms with the Alliance. I did not like their choice of usage of my weapons and my art. After the war. There are those that power does not become them. I would say, and became greedy. Well, they should watch out for the Salarian Inquisition. May soul protect us all. Indeed. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. I fought, well, I fought to do soul's work, and I, I did what I set out to do, and I'm, it grieves me to hear that the people that I fought alongside may no longer be, hmm, as well off as I thought I left them. Yes. Yes. He sort of looks like he was lost in thought for a moment, but uh, he, he pulls himself together. Mm -hmm. uh, let me uh, take some time uh, with this. With, with this halberd. And... Let me think about it. You're saying that you'd like something that might have the capacity to uh, help you in your hunt against the undead. I I may have some ideas, uh, but uh, I can tell you that uh, it will most assuredly require some ingredients that I will need you to go find for me. That I can do. I must be... Uh transparent with you. I do not have a great deal of money, but um, 
if there is something that I could do for you or uh, that is not consistent with my oath to Seoul or uh, ingredients that I can seek. I do have some money that I can pay and I'm sure that uh, that I will accumulate more as, as time goes on. But you understand I, I do my work for Seoul and so I take very little payment in the way of money. There is another uh, contract that I am planning to fulfill, uh, but I do need uh, three things, three uh, materials that uh, can be found in the nearby forest, hmm. complete it the way I'd like to. I, I can get by with what I have here, but if I could get a hold of these, it would be a much more superb object that I could craft. And if you were to find uh, these and bring them back, uh, I would be quite happy to uh, at least do my best to make it affordable and mutually uh, beneficial. Well, this sounds like a an excellent arrangement. What sorts of materials do you require? For this one that I have going on, I'll need the skull uh, in which a skull flower grows. I need petals from a blood orchid. And I need the rack of a dire stag bear. The petals, uh, after they've been plucked, uh, they crystallize into the shape of crimson stars. Mm. So uh, you might want to be on the lookout for that as well. Uh, but uh, it shouldn't take me that long to uh, sharpen this. Do I, does Quarry have any idea what those types of things would be useful for? Uh, can you give me um, either an arcana or a nature check? Okay. Would it be inappropriate for Jovan to also make a check as he's listening? Go right ahead. So my nature check is a three. I definitely wasted my good roll on the uh, player initiative. Um. So you're actually not very sure if blood orchid petals do crystallize into the shape of crimson stars you thought that the, that they decayed really quickly uh, but he probably knows what he's talking about and Jovan 16 for Arcana okay uh, so you know that a skull flower also called a scola flower uh, is a the flower portion of it is a a psychotropic drug that can be used um, but the flower only blooms out of the sockets, eye sockets of a skull so what the skull can be used for, you're not sure uh, the perhaps it gets infused with some of the latent attributes of it you don't know that much about, in, about enchantment uh in the form of imbuing items with power. Alright, good to know. But what I will tell you is that two of those things are plant-related. So if you were going to want more information on them, you might want to go to a herbalist. Hmm, okay. I may just happen to know one of those. Hmm. Perhaps on our way home. How soon do you require these items? I 
Confess I am newly arrived to town, but I have heard of the disappearance of many children from Dwemer Hollow, and that concerns me greatly. I have, uh, had hoped to look into it. Yes, the disappearance of the children. It's a sad business. Do you know it's much even about sadder it? that the guards didn't take any notice to it, really, until Lord Hector's son disappeared. Yes, that is most it's unfortunate. Darn shame. Do you know much about the disappearances? Uh, there, what I do know is that there have been none in Frost Folly and, or in the Dwarven Borough nearby, so mm. it's mostly around the central area of town. I think maybe uh, four or five have gone missing, I think. Hmm. But, uh, now, if any elves had gone missing, uh, or halflings, uh, it's quite likely that caravans wouldn't have even reported it if there was a halfling caravan going through. Probably just thought someone jumped ship and ran. Uh, or set down roots. Uh, mm -hmm. And elves, they can always be so tight-lipped. Yes. You say nobody has disappeared from the dwarven burrows. Have all of the disappearances been human? Uh huh. I honestly don't know. Hmm. More information for us to gather. Uh, but I I believe I I have sidetracked us. I was wondering how long I have to uh, find these items for you. Uh, a few weeks, probably. Alright. I can make do uh, in the meantime, and I have other orders to get through. And I'm almost always in need of someone that can help me find objects. So, if you, uh, he looks at Jovan, your companion, are ever looking to perhaps make some coin on the side or to work towards a commission, uh, I am sure that we can figure out some kind of deal. A generous offer. Anyone I'll keep in mind. Indeed, one of our companions does seem quite enamored with his weapon collection. I suspect you may hear from him before long. It's always good to have more boots on the ground. Shall I leave the halberd with you, then? Uh, yes, if you uh, come back either uh, tonight or uh, before sunset, I'll, I generally close the door uh, around sunset. Uh, or if you come in uh, tomorrow morning, I can certainly... Have it ready before then. Oh, excellent. Thank you very much. May I ask you um, <clears throat> an odd question? Alan sort of raises an eyebrow and looks defensive. <laughs> um, <clears throat> giving a very quick look at Jovan because Quarry knows that like they're not supposed to mention this. Um, they'll say, I noticed that the town guard had all been given new weapons, and I understand it's from a, a new merchant of relatively no reputation. It seems odd. Jasper Quent. Jasper Quent. Jasper bloody Quent. <sighs> Came into town... About a year ago and 
just quietly bought up all the holdings of the late Derek Penner, who had been quite a lovely merchant to deal with. Uh, I'd even used some of his services to obtain various objects when he had caravans out and about, uh, for various materials I needed, uh, if they weren't something I needed immediately or in a relatively short period of time. But no, Jasper came into town. Uh, you don't really see much of him. Uh, all I know is that uh, most of his business gets handled by a uh, companion of his, a dwarf named Brennigan. Mean old bastard from the looks of it. Jasper has a, I think a warehouse down on the Darkling River. And a nearby shop which he uses to sell his goods. And others that he's purchased for his revenue. And I'm sure he has a townhouse somewhere. But what I can tell you is I don't know where he gets his weapons. I don't know where he gets them. I don't know how he does it. He's able to sell them for so cheap. They're decent, but they're not good by any long stretch. There's definitely better makers here, better craftsmen, blacksmiths, armorers, weaponsmiths, but the town council just all but almost went quiet. Uh, every one of them, it seems, except for uh, Lord Buchanan, has uh, decided that Jasper's weapons are the newest and best thing to give to all the guards. Lord Buchanan's the only one that seems to be making a stink about it at all, or cares what's happening to the guilds. That's that's actually that's very interesting because I, when I saw that all of the guards' weapons had been replaced, it made me wonder if perhaps there was some threat that I should be aware of that all of the guards would need new weaponry. It seems unusual to replace every weapon at once—an expensive undertaking. We live in the Dwemerlands. It's... The Darkling Forest is just across the river. The steeps are to the south. There's monsters all about. But we haven't seen anything. At least I haven't heard of any kind of horde or such that's coming to bear down on this, on the city. And there hasn't been a siege for a very long time. And the war front uh, down by the Alliance border seems to be quiet, at least for now. Uh, so, I honestly don't know. There's no apparent reason to want to replace the entire guard's store of weapons. No, and to be honest, as they'd run out of weapons, they'd just requisition them. They'd that seems a, more efficient. They'd just requisition them, replenish their stock, keep up a, keep a backup in their armories. But it was overnight. All those weapons just got put out and all got replaced. A massive order from Quent. And now he's replacing them. <sighs> well, you see, I was going to ask you whether or not you thought that the, uh, the guard and the council could be trusted given this odd behavior. I know that's that's a stretch of my imagination, and I I am still gathering my facts, but 
now I'm I'm far more interested to hear that it is Lord Buchanan's son that has disappeared, and it is Lord Buchanan who is the only opposition to Jasper Quent. An opposition, but a weak one at this point. Still interesting that his son is the only one of the nobles that has disappeared. Perhaps a coincidence may may mean nothing. May mean nothing at all. He'll sort of... Alan will sort of do the thing where it's like... Trying not to throw shade, but... Is definitely throwing shade. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And your conversation continues for a little bit longer. Yeah, Corey would probably just express their... um, I don't know, commiserations about the plight of... The smith is in the community, especially if the weapons are not that good. It seems strange to them, but they have no information and, and you know, will form a more concrete opinion as time goes on, I guess. But they feel a certain well, kinship with Alan, having um, been at the Alliance at the same time through those very, very difficult years. Can you give me a persuasion check? And uh, take advantage for this. Oh, thank God you gave me advantage. My first roll was a four. Um, Persuasion, you say. That is an 18. So, uh, as you commiserate with Alan, uh, the conversation sort of goes on a little bit, and then he says... Well, uh, if you are going to uh, look into Quent and his weapons, uh, if you got me a a sample of one of them, uh, I could take it apart, see if, and do an inspection on it, uh, see what I can pick up from it. Uh, The only thing I know is that, at the moment, is that there's no Smith's mark on it, so... That's odd. You'd think Quent would have... Well, I suppose he's a merchant, not a smith. But whoever's making them for him. Yeah. Uh, but if you brought me one, uh, I, I could definitely look into it and give a, put a keen eye on it. So uh, keep that in mind. You say he has a shop down by the docks? Uh, yes. Uh, he has a shop down in Dockside. Well, I certainly am, if nothing else, quite curious to know what is so wonderful about his weapons that... He has managed to convince the town council to replace, well, to purchase a great quantity. I think that is the question on many people's minds. I see. Is there any particular weapon that you are interested in inspecting? Something bigger than a dagger, probably. I will uh, see what I can do. I believe that my investigations may bring me down to the dock at any rate, so perhaps I shall have an opportunity to pick up a weapon while I'm there. So, that... It's a pleasure to be of a service, then. And uh, he'll take the halberd, and he'll sort of give you a curt nod, and he'll give a curt nod to Yovan, and then he'll uh, step back and you can, if you hang for a few minutes, a few moments, uh, you start to hear the sound of a grindstone. And he begins to whistle a tune. 
when Quarry and Yovan walk back to the house, are we walking back to the house or are we going to see a herbalist? We can detour to the herbalists, but I think we might want to take this opportunity to... I'm going to switch off to the uh, other group. Okay. Before you head off to the herbalist. So you'll be on your way to the herbalist while I handle the other group. I will make a note of what I was going to say to you. Thank you. So, Melian, or should I say Meliona, uh, and Faith. Indeed, Meliona! <laughs> so and my daughter! Of... Incredible. Metasta! <laughs> That is not my name. You don't have to change my name just because you're just like my hair. Well, you come up with a good name then, Phalus. How about just Phalus? Why can't I just be Phalus? Why do you want to change me? Because then anyone who comes across a Phalus in future will know it was you. I didn't think I was going to be disguised. Well, but we don't want people to go... Hey, look, it's that girl with the skull. I think they're going to do that anyway, but sure. I'll be, um... Ooh, I'll be something mysterious. I'll be, um... Jennifer. Right. <laughs> Meliona and Jennifer. The mysterious Jennifer. What's her deal? Nobody knows. Okay, then. To the well. Uh, so you will note, uh, now that Faileth is clean, that her hair is not a dirty blonde. In fact, it is a platinum blonde, basically white, actually, under all of the dirt. And that her skin is not sort of a brownish, muddy color, but is actually kind of faintly bluish gray. I presume Melian had seen that before. I mean, I assume he's made her take a bath at least once. Uh, you have definitely seen that before, or you've at least seen patches of it. Mm. Don't know if you've been wow. able to ever get her this clean, but... <laughs> there were puppies involved. This may be the cleanest she has ever been in literally her entire life. Yes, and Meliona will be... Uh, if you picture any cartoon peasant woman, that's pretty much the, the look I'm going for. So, broad, amply girthed... Uh, you know, bulbous nose, scraggly black hair, just permanent scowl, the whole nine yards. <laughs> Please tell me that you have a, like, a babushka handkerchief over your head. Of course I do! <laughs> and you've used your disguise kit, I assume, and pulled together some clothing that will suit it, rather than being bare-chested? <laughs> yes. I have, <laughs> I have like, a large... I have like a large, um, uh, like, a, like a mumu style robe that I've just tied off with like some cord at the waist because of course we don't want to look too well off. Um, and also, it occurs to me that I probably can't carry all these weapons with me, um, so I've just got hand axes like t uh, tied to my hips to give them extra um, width <laughs> underneath the cloak. 
so that they're there in case I need them. And I also don't have a shield, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> How ridiculous that would be. <clears throat> okay. Um, so you come to a square uh, in the Old Town District. Uh, you'll note that uh, you haven't seen any children out. And so with Faileth, you've definitely been getting some like weird looks from people. And uh, you, you come to a uh, sort of a small well uh, that must be connected uh, through tunnels to the nearby canal or to mm. the river or just to the general water table down there. Uh, and there's a couple stalls around. Uh, what are you going to do? Well, I've brought like a basket full of like dirty rags uh, that I'm going to pretend I'm doing laundry on. Uh, and since M- uh, Melian was in the, in the military or at least in a mercenary uh, group, he does have some experience doing laundry in this fashion, so he's essentially got, like, uh, a shirt and some pants and uh, probably all of the clothes he's ever bought um, faileth because they're all filthy, uh, and so he's doing... He's going to do that laundry. Uh, and meanwhile, be, like, trying to keep an eye... Like, trying to keep an eye on his daughter. Or... <laughs> What's the ghost situation? You can see some really faint specters around, uh, but not any that are stark. Like, not any that look like they're all together. Okay. In this square. So, this either is a place that people really haven't died in a very long time, or they generally there really aren't any ties to this area. Okay. Is mother here? Yes. Mother is. And she looks the way she normally does? She's not fainter here? No, she does not appear to be fainter here. Um, okay. She seems to be happier that a dog is not prodding her. Or probing her. Right. <laughs> Peeving her off. Mm-hmm. hey uh, And she is critiquing Melian's, Meliona's uh, <laughs> disguise. Like it's continuously, best, but I can't hear that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, probably. Uh, like Phyllis is kind of tuning her out in too. Uh, so, well, your mother uh, is uh, well. Your well, Meliona is doing laundry. Phyllis, uh, what are you going to do? Um, since there's no ghosts to play with, I am going to search around for loose cobblestones that I can try to skip across the surface of this little fountain. Or where everyone is uh, is washing their laundry. Okay. Uh, so uh, you're you're looking around and you start to get a bit farther afield uh, from your mother or your mother with quotation marks. Quote unquote. Uh, <laughs> quote unquote. And it mother. should be noted that clean. She looks even younger than she does dirty. So uh, yes, she is fifteen, but she usually looks like ten or eleven. And now you would be shocked to find out she's fifteen. Yeah, now she looks like she's, like, eight. At best. <laughs> she is very... Her growth has been stunted, and her eyes are enormous. Yep. Jennifer, uh, you come back here this instant. But, man, I'm looking for some stones to skip across the water. Well, there'll be none of that either. But it's boring, ma'am. 
Well, then you can help me with the laundry. Oh, you never let me. You always tell me I do it wrong. This is not because even you do. a lie. Lillian's <laughs> always telling her the laundry is wrong. Well, then why don't you just teach me instead of just bitching at me constantly? Oh, young lady, you shut your mouth. You come and oh, sit Lord. here by this fountain and keep your mouth closed. No, why? That's boring. Well, maybe you shouldn't have smarted off to your mother. Maybe you shouldn't have smarted off to your mother, Oh, children, you know what I mean. And as you say, children, you know what I mean. Uh, another lady that is on the other side that has been doing her washing sort of leans over and goes, I would never let my daughter speak to me that way. Oh, and well, I would never let my daughter out of the house right now at all. What, what irresponsible thing do you think you're doing letting her out of the house? Well, Faileth also see, has no shoes. <laughs> she has never had shoes. This has not been noticed yet. <laughs> you well, and your half-elven hobbish feet. Yep. My man is off doing his own thing. Left me and her all alone. And so I've got to watch out for her all alone. Not like I have much choice now, have I? Oh. I, I can understand that. And what, what's this about... What's this about the current situation? Mina what? has only been here a week. <gasps> you haven't heard! <gasps> I must tell you. Ma'am, I'm gonna go been... talk to these strangers. You should stop her from doing that. There have been a rash of kidnappings. Kidnappings? Young lady, I told you to sit at this fountain, and sit at this fountain is what you're going to do. But maybe they have candy that I can take from them. <laughs> like definitely the not. I am. Especially if they have candy, you're definitely not getting that. You've misbehaved. Now shut up while the nice lady speaks. I'm gonna get Go into on. someone's windowless white van. <laughs> white carriage? <laughs> yeah, white carriage with no windows, pulled by shady donkeys. So, well, uh, Jennifer, quotation marks, uh, is uh, <laughs> talking smack back to her mother, with quotation marks, um, the lady uh, starts talking about how there have been kidnappings all throughout uh, the city. Uh, she and uh, there was one even right here, apparently, and she points at a house uh, on the other side uh, that looks just like a, any other house. Apparently, last night, poor, poor, poor darling disappeared. Well, was she taken from inside the house or out in the world? Well, I heard a rumor. Now, little Mirabelle, her mother, Tatiana, she was a wreck, completely bawling her eyes out. Of course, her husband died in an accident seven months ago, so it's no wonder that something like this was going to happen. We just knew that she'd go, that with her husband gone, the whole neighborhood would go, and then her child went missing. 
I think that she's gone to the town guard, but it's unlikely that they'll be able to do anything about it. They haven't found any of the other ones, and they've been out in force ever since uh, Lord Buchanan uh, has... <laughs> his child went missing. Uh, but uh, quite a few have gone missing, and I don't like Tatiana. <laughs> you mean the guard around here will search for a, a, a common child just like they search for a noble child? Well, that's why I don't think they're going to find her. Hmm. And this Tatiana, you say her man died too? Yeah, her man died about seven months ago. Um, I think there was some kind of accident in a, a building. Hmm. He wasn't able to bury his body. It's a very interesting rumor. Now, you didn't answer my question. Did the charm disappear from inside its house? Or did she disappear from out in the world? Well, she came running out of the house, bawling her eyes out, so I assume that the child disappeared from the house. Must have been during the night. Hmm. And the other disappearances? Do you know anything about them? Well, I heard a rumor that little Alice Deucalion was the first one that disappeared. She disappeared about nine months ago, straight from her bed in the area of Old Town, just by Make North Maker's March. But what they say about her is that when her mother and father discovered that she was missing, that her window was wide open. The town guard thinks that she was ran away. How old would this kid? She'd have to be between the age of my Sarah and my Betsy. So... Sarah's a good 16 summers. Betsy's only about 5. So 10 or 11, maybe? 12? Well, I should be so lucky that someone should steal my Jennifer. Ma'am, I'm gonna go and throw rocks at kittens! Jennifer, you come back here right this instant! No, I'm a rotten little hellion child. You'll be a drowned rotten little hellion child if you're not careful. <laughs> I'm misbehaving on purpose. The best way to control them is to grab them by the ear and twist. Just like a mm. dog. Well, let's try that right now. Come here, Jennifer. I'm going to grab you by the ear and twist it. That does itself come for me. Why should I come for that? Uh, the other it's mother is going to come question. around from the other side of the fountain, as if, and she's going to like try and sort of like startle you towards your mother. Quotation marks. Um, I'm going to uh, cast so... minor illusion. <laughs> Man, I was just going to sleight of hand, grabbing you, like do the feeder thing where I make it, where I cheat. But uh, hey, cast minor <laughs> illusion. That's fine too. Yeah, I'm going to cast minor illusion. Um. And it is going to be, uh, I'm going to make the illusion of a bush that I'm going to hide behind. <laughs> what? <laughs> In the middle of a cobblestone square? Yes. Yes. Um, a bush suddenly appears. The mother sort of like jumps back, shrieks drops her laundry, and runs off, screaming about witches. Jennifer, don't you do none of your magic! Uh, I'm not... It's not me, 
it's this bush. It's it's a magic bushman. Um, you can it's hear the mother still bush. shrieking as she runs off. Oh man, they always scream. God um, damn it, Faileth! Who's Faileth? I've never heard of her, but I like that. It was a beautiful name for a lovely child, I'm sure. Who is not Cockney, like I am, because I am definitely Cockney. This is my real accent, and my name is Jennifer. Um, and I'm not here. It's just this bush. Um, are there are there other mothers around? Um, no, but you're getting some that if the, really say, weird looks from people I, at the stalls. I was like, I presumed if the one woman ran off, there's no one else. Uh, yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, in which case, uh, Meli Yona is going to uh, march over and uh, <laughs> grab uh, Jennifer... By the by, the shoulder. No, I'm just, just a bush. Like, I'm, I'm a cockney bush. <laughs> and lean in and go. You're you're ruining you're ruining it. You're ruining it. But I we, we, I thought I was I was playing the part. I thought you wanted me to to do it so the mums would think I was your daughter. Remember? Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. We, not, we we had fooled her, that, and then you push I'm it too far. Right. Now you've summoned a bush, and now we're in some actual trouble. You did it again. But so listen, was, we're gonna we're gonna was, leave. Gonna we're gonna leave. We're gonna go to a different well. No magic next time. <sighs> so I should go. Gods! Gods! Oh, this always happens. I don't understand. Uh, all right, so Melian is going to uh, assume Phalus' form uh, and like climb out of the enormous now. Um, uh, but like clothes and like pile them on to actual Faileth and be like, look, get out of here, go back to the house. Uh, I'll lose them and then meet you. But we're back going. To the house. I thought we were going to another well. Well, we can't go back to another. We can't go to another well now. Everyone knows your the, that woman knows your face. She'll describe you to the guards. See, this is what I was talking about when you said you needed me to change my name because I still know who I am, right? I still look like me. Look, we'll we talk about this later. About okay, bye. Just go by. <laughs> she runs away. She can tell he's getting mad. So we'll deal with Faileth. We'll deal with Faileth in a moment. Um, Melian, what are you going to do? Uh, you see the woman. Um, it looks like she's coming down, and she's talking emphatically with uh, a man in art. Like that looks like he's maybe militia, maybe town guard. Um, Uh, it yeah, seems so I've assumed he, he looks, imagine a police officer that mm. is getting that like has someone complaining to them about a neighbor, but that police officer continuously gets this same complaint, mm. or gets. Uh, I've, complaints I've assumed like, Faileth's shape. I'm done with this, and person. I'll pull a shirt on like another shirt and just be like standing by the. In fact, mm -hmm. what I'll do is I'll go back to doing the washing, but as Faileth now. Just dutifully doing some laundry. So the mother comes. The mother comes in and goes. <gasps> there was a, 
a witch. One of them must have been one of them. It was a mother and a daughter, or at least maybe it was. The mother didn't have the same color hair. It could have been an evil witch. And, and that's her! That's the daughter right there! That's her! That's the girl! But she's doing... Ma'am, you told me that she was a hellion of a child, and that as you attempted to touch her, she turned into a bush. Now, will you please let me do my job? Young miss, might I have a, a word with you? Uh, she, I'll nod, but then Melian will gesture to his, to his throat, and then do like a, a negate, as if, and then to indicate that he's mute. Ma'am, you said that the girl was continuously talking and was exceedingly unmannered. This young girl appears to be mute. But to test this, Miss, I am going to put my hand on your shoulder. If you turn into a bush, then I will have to investigate further. Please do not turn into a bush. This lady is crazy. Fake Faleth nods solemnly. Uh, just giving uh, like puppy dog eyes. Like mm -hmm. he puts his hand on your shoulder and then looks at the woman and goes, "Raise, you keep raising trouble. You just gossip and spread rumor every day. Oh, if I had a child, even one mute like this." Poor girl. Doing my laundry. Look, this laundry is being done so perfectly well. Oh. It's probably just because she's cleaning breeches better than you. And then he'll huff and, like, walk off. Uh, Melian will wait until the guard has turned his back. And then she'll, he'll give the, um, the most impish grin to the mom. A wink and, like, a... <laughs> And then go gather the laundry. And the mom just looks like she goes beat red in the face. And she just looks furious like she's about to yell. And then she glances at the guard. And the guard has like looked back to look at her and has made eye contact with her. And she just looks so defeated and so angry. And now uh, I assume, uh, Melian, that... Uh, you'll just retrace your steps to go back to the house on Frost Folly? Uh, mm -hmm. Or are you going to go down through, like, Walden Gate or the Dwarven Burrows? Uh, are you just going to... How do you want to go back? Oof. Um, because Melian's already assumed Faleth's shape, I think I... He is inclined to sort of take a circuitous route back towards the house just to get a sense of how children get reacted. So just carrying the laundry basket now on his shoulder, I'll just sort of wander around, essentially as bait, uh, just to see how people react. Okay. Um, now, Faleth, let's find out how lost you are. I mean, I just kind of went in a direction, so uh, there's uh, yes. a good um, can chance you that, yes. Please roll me a d8. Sure. Four. Okay. Um, so I know exactly where you're heading towards now. I really hope you're accidentally heading towards Yovan and I. <laughs> it's probably not that lucky, but uh, I can hope. Uh, so you uh, start heading in a direction. You're short enough that you can't 
really tell necessarily which direction is which in the city, and you've gotten turned around enough that you don't know enough or like where landmarks are. Uh, so you are wandering through Old Town for a little bit, and then you pass uh, into an area of the city that seems to still be a dec decently old. Uh, it looks like it's mostly residential. As you're wandering, you notice that there appear to be a higher concentration here of elves and half-elves than you've seen in other portions of the city. Ooh, my people. Uh, you get a couple quizzical looks. Um, you note that most of these elves have a either like a, a normal pale complexion or a slight, slight green or brown cast to their skin. Okie dokie. What's the, what's the ghost situation? Do we have a bunch of elvish ghosts? Um, you actually don't see any. You don't see any elvish ghosts at all here, which is rather surprising for you. On yeah. the other hand, uh, you do see uh, a couple, almost what you'd call guardian spirits. Oh. So, like, sort of spirits, animal spirits that have taken the form of animals uh, that uh, you see like a couple of one that's uh, like sitting at a doorstep uh, protecting the family within uh, another that's uh, sort of that's like perched up on the roof of a house um, one that's following a couple around sort of like a dog um, and they range in their what they look like. Some of them look like just normal animals uh, that are albeit ghostly, uh, and others look like weird conglomerations and mixtures that don't necessarily make sense. A uh, like a a cross between a duck and a alligator, uh, or a lizard and a turkey. Like, cool. There are some weird ones, definitely. Uh, she's um, definitely paying way more attention to these cool spirits than to her surroundings. Okay. Um, can you give me another uh, D8, then? <laughs> A two. Okay. Uh, so you are wandering about, uh, and you come to a street, you come to an intersection, a T-junction, and this is the first, and you see a spirit that is sort of just sitting there in the middle of the road. It's sitting outside of a house, but it looks sad. Uh, what does it look like? Is it a child? Is it an adult? Uh, it's another guardian spirit. Uh, so this one looks like a cross between a, it looks like a chicken, like the, a chicken's body, bear with me, with a frog's face. Oh, excellent. Uh, I'm going to sit down next to it and try to give it spiritual pats and ask, what's wrong with it, friend? Did something happen to your family? I fail. You failed who? I failed my family. I didn't keep them safe. What happened? I couldn't keep them safe. One of the children disappeared. And it, it sort of looks up at you and goes, 
Do you know where Roldal went? Do you know? Please help Is me. Is it? Please help me. Well, Please help me find will. her. Yeah, Carsa will. Carsa will. What she look like? Where did? What happened to her? She's very young. Like you. She well, disappeared I'm not, I'm not six months that. ago. Six months ago, right? All right. From from here, from amendment. Ah, uh, amendment. Ah, uh, he he's it says, uh, she disappeared six moons ago. That makes more sense. Yes. I thought we were discovering this went back a lot further than we thought. Uh, and what did you say after that? <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. Um, I don't remember. Doesn't matter. What, uh, did she disappear? Is that what happened from her house? She was taken in the night. Did you see what took her? A figure. Like, uh, with, like, like a human or, or four, two legs, two arms and a head sort of thing? I don't know. You couldn't see. I don't know. I. It was like as they moved, that they were just blank. I only know that something took her because of the absence of what was there. So you did. You didn't see. You said it was a figure, but a blank figure. You think? Was it? Was it alive? Do you think? I don't know. I really don't know. Did you sense anything? Just despair. From her or from the figure? Despair radiates here now. A guardian's despair. A parent's despair. So much despair. I failed. You didn't. Whatever took this, if you couldn't see it, it's not something you could have fought against. Don't worry, all right. Me and my, well, my friends, I suppose. Two of them are my friends. One of them's a, an interesting man, but he's got dogs, so I guess we're friends now. But I guess all of us are friends now. Yes, yeah, so my friends and me, we're looking into this, all right? We're going to look for the children. And I, I don't think they're dead, if that helps. So we're going to try to find her, okay? Really? You'll, you'll find yeah. her? I'm going to try my best, I my promise. I mean, I'm going to try. Please bring her back. I, I promise I don't think I can go back if she doesn't come back. Do you I want to failed. help me? Can you, can you come with us and help? Would that make you feel better? Uh, so you know that uh, a guardian spirit uh, is generally either tied to a specific object or a bloodline uh, or a property. Uh, so if there is, if it's tied, if this spirit is tied to a bloodline, theoretically this spirit should be able to actually flicker to each of the different people that are currently bear that blood in the world. Uh, right. Right. Dependent on how strong it is, for like how quickly and how far it could jump. 
Um, so, like, if you went halfway across the world, uh, it's possible that your guardian spirit wouldn't be able to follow you. If it's tied to a specific location, then it likely would be tied to the house. Um, if it's tied to an object, um, that object would have to be somewhere in the nearby vicinity. Right. Can you find her? Can you go look for her? Or are you stuck here? I know that she's out there. But I... I can't find her. Is she too far away? I don't know where she is. It sort of looks up at you with its bulbous, glassy, ghostly eyes that are really wide. And blinks. Before she disappeared, could you have found her? Could you have gone to wherever she was? It nods as it sort of like breathes in and it's like froggy throat sack opens big around the uh um expands big around the chicken body and then it rivets with a deep resounding very very sad rivet right that's actually really helpful because that means either something's warding her against you or they've taken her so far that you can't get to her anymore and that's pretty damn far. What's your name? Mulgabeth. Moldabeth? I'm going to do everything Mulgabeth. I can. Mulgabeth. all right. Mulgabeth, I'm going to do everything I can to find your girl, all right? Thank you. Don't worry. We'll make this right. And she uh, kisses his froggy head. Imagine that it is like... You can't actually kiss it, but you still get that sensation of, like, you actually kissed a, like, weird, membranous, slimy <laughs> thing. Yes. <laughs> Spirit slime, my favorite. Mm -hmm. Alright, uh, she hops up with newfound purpose and realizes she has absolutely no idea where she is. <laughs> oh, he's gonna be so hacked off at me. Absolutely true. Uh, I look around to see if Mother's here. She is. She's sort of just hovering off in one corner. Yeah. She's sort of just like tapping her fingers, looking at you disapprovingly. I don't suppose you'll help me find my way back to Melian, will you? You think I want you to go back to that one? Yeah, I didn't think I've so. never approved of him. I'm very glad that you have, don't know where he is now. <sighs> yes, Mother, uh, we've been over that. If I could just keep it this way. He's such a bore. Ugh. Mom, I think if you gave him a chance, he'd really like him. He's a nice guy. If I gave him a chance, he'd grow on me like... <laughs> like a fungus. Yeah, that's exactly... Exactly, yeah. Just like he grew on me. Ugh. I'm covered in his fungus now. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> the fungus of friendship. Yeah, exactly. She sees absolutely nothing weird about that. Uh, it suddenly occurs to Faileth that she doesn't remember where she's supposed to be going in general, so she couldn't even ask for directions. Um, 
because that one weird guy with the dog's weird house is probably not helpful. Oh, Melian's gonna kill me. Ooh, uh, she's going to. Sorry. Huh? Never mind. No, go for it. Go, I go, go, am go. interrupting you with. It's none no. of my business. Do it, do it, do it. I was gonna say, she's got the letter, so she knows she should go to Hime's hospitality. I mean, yeah, that's where she went first. Hmm. Well, she's just going to do what she has always done when not sure where to go. Start going in a direction and hopefully wind up where she's supposed to be. It's always worked for her before. Can you roll me a d8? Why, sure I can. Five. Uh, after a short while, uh, you find yourself at a gate leaving the city. You find yourself self at the south southernmost gate of Dwemer Hollow that is utilized by mostly local traffic. Uh, peering out of it, it appears that it opens out onto farming fields, and in the distance are nearby uh, rows of apples and pear trees, uh, likely orchards. This oh, must be pears. Walden Gate. She would very much like to go get some pears right now, but she's also very aware of how mad Melian must be at the moment. Hmm. No, but remember for later. Uh, she'll turn around and look to see if there are any ghosts here who might be able to help her get home. Completely ignoring all the alive people that she could probably ask more easily. Uh, can you give me a history check, actually? Sure. Oh, that's a nat one. I don't know anything about this city. <laughs> so, yes, um, you have completely forgotten everything about the layout of this city. Yep. You don't even remember which gate you came in through the first <laughs> nope. time? Um... Yeah. In uh, so... Shayla's defense, she grew up in the forest with ghosts. So. <laughs> and uh, um, for that nat yeah. one, uh, yes, you do see some ghosts about, but as you try to talk to them, uh, they all talk back to you in very strange languages you don't understand. Oh, beans. I guess I'll ask an alive person. Uh, she looks around to see if there's anyone who doesn't look like a guard or something. Um, there's definitely some foot traffic coming through here. Uh, and uh, you do note that uh, just up the road, it looks like there is a tavern. Oh, that's a good one. Right. All right. She's going to hop over to the tavern. Okay. Uh, so uh, can you note down in your notes uh, that you are outside the Hungry Door Tavern, and I will jump okay. back to Melian. Wait, I'm going to forget what I was going to say to Yovan. <laughs> it's fine. I'll make myself a note. I thought you said you were going to make yourself a note. <laughs> I will make a more detailed note now. <laughs> uh, now, Melian, or uh, mm. Faileth quote, with quotation marks, where are you? Uh, I suspect I would have taken like a scraggly route from Old Town back to Frost Folly. So like a little bit north into Skogate, then back down south into Walden Gate, then through the Dwarven Borough, but back up to Skogate, then into essentially just crisscrossing because I want to see how people react to a child running around alone. 
and I want to sort of uh, be bait so that if somebody can, if somebody's grabbing children, and there's one so ripely available. Okay, uh, so you sort of do some wandering back and forth. You go uh, through Old Town and you cross over Maker's March and Discogate. As you are going through into Scogate, you almost get trampled uh, on Maker's March by mm-hmm. some wagons going by because of how small Faelith is. And when you get into Scogate, you sort of see that it's pretty quiet, but uh, what is your passive perception? Or are you, or would you say that you're being, you're actively on the lookout? I'm, I'm actively on the lookout. Okay, then can I have a perception check from you? Well, it's a six, so not good. We'll go with your <laughs> passive perception. <laughs> cool. That's at least a ten. <laughs> uh, so as you're going through, uh, you definitely notice that you're getting some looks uh, from mothers that are, say, or fathers that step out, mostly mothers that step out to, like, uh, sweep on their step, or uh, fathers that are... Uh, having a smoke and talking with some friends or other co-workers, companions, other dads. Uh, and as you're going through uh, Scogate, you notice that there is some competing graffiti. Uh, you note a sort of distinct greenish blob that's been painted, and then a like red, almost like stylization of a like a a crab claw that's been painted over top of it. And then sometimes there's been the green blob painted over top of that again. Uh, so maybe it's like a local gang mark or turf war that's going on. But didn't we hear uh, about these these gangs before? The crabs and the slugs. I want to know what the, like, what gang signs they make to one another. You'll, you'll find out, maybe. I mean, I hope the crabs, the crab, uh, the crabs do a crab dance. Well, imagine like the the Zoidberg fucking. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, that's what yes, I'm. Yes, yes. I just realized I was doing it, and no one could see me, and I felt bad. <laughs> Don't feel bad. I did the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> but Excellent. then I also like to think that the slugs do like this weird, like they put one hand on top of the other and just do that like undulation with the top one, like. Mm-hmm. Of a slug I movie, just like a sassy head wiggle. Yes. All of that. Depending on the appropriate social circumstance. Okay. (laughs) The slugs are by far the more fashionable. I will note that down after the after this episode. (laughs) Uh the uh, so yeah, you 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 think back about it and you go, maybe these are might be some like territory signs or graffiti for the uh, slugs and the crabs. Uh, so uh, maybe uh, you're, you're, you, this territory looks like it passes back and forth pretty consistently. Hmm. As you sort of move down into Walden Gate, you get a bit more of a sort of like snooty feel. These the elves here don't seem to be. Uh, nobles, uh, but they also look like they're a much, like they're a tight-knit community that uh, sort of looks after their own, and you do note that uh, you're getting definitely quite a few looks 
as you're passing through here. Um, but no one approaches you. Uh, and you also note that the elves here all have either a slight brownish tint to their skin or a greenish tint. Hmm. Not necessarily the same kind of elf as Fela. Right, right. The Dwarven Burrow is a warren of streets uh, in which the dwarves and gnomes of Dwemer Hollow have gathered themselves and made their homes. Encircled by Waldengate and Frost Folly, uh, the districts to the east and west, and penned in by Eastmaker's March on the north, the Dwarven Burrow, as you step into it, could be almost considered a small town within Dwemer Hollow itself. Stylistically and architecturally, it consists of buildings built on top of each other in such a way that the roads and alleyways are enclosed from the sky above. Light here is soft and seems to be provided by small glowing crystals that are either embedded in the ceiling or are along the street. Are you going to go into this faux underground region? Uh, for sure. Uh, so you head in, uh, and it's a, there's a, it's a warren of streets, but there's one main thoroughfare that you're going along, uh, and it comes out to a small square, uh, where you can see that there are a couple dwarven and gnomish artisans hawking their wares, and a few non-humans, uh, are also gathered around, uh, in the center of the square uh, is a raised platform around a statue of a beautiful elven woman in the middle of a dwarven area uh, that mm. has one hand outstretched aloft holding a brightly glowing crystal that is like providing light for this whole area. Uh, and so, you, looking around, you notice uh, the statue in the center. Uh, you notice a big building that has stained glass windows, and it must have some source of light on the inside because the ground around it and the areas around the windows are being have the uh, like the light projection of them scattered outwards into the square, uh, and they look like they are. Uh, perhaps religious. Mm. Uh, and you see uh, a a blacksmith that uh, has a iron sign that has on it the stylized words, smelt my hearth. Well, do I shop while I'm disguised as a child? Uh, no. Melian's too responsible. Uh, but he definitely notes that this is a place he'll have to come back to once he's collected Faelith. Uh You do... One other thing I'll note is that in the Dwarven Burrow, you have seen a couple children. They're mostly being held close by their mothers, but they actually are out. Hmm. Uh, and another thing that you do note is you don't see any town guard here in the Burrow, but you do see various dwarves in armor that are, like, mm. at junctions, like almost their own branch of the town guard. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Good Good to know. Yes. 
Um, I take note of uh, specifically Melian's going to note uh, the physical proportions of the of the woman in the the elven woman in the statue. Um, because uh, that may be useful later, uh, but also he'll uh, he'll closely observe a couple of the, the gnome or the not the gnomes, sorry, the dwarves, the swarthy dwarven warriors. Sounds good. Uh, you notice that uh, there is one dwarven warrior that uh, ha- is uh, sort of sitting cross-legged, and uh, there are two girls uh, braiding his beard. Oof. I don't want to get pressed into that kind of service. I'm a terrible braider. Uh, Melian has a horrible flashback to that time he tried to braid Phelan's hair, but A, it was really dirty, and B, he's really bad at it, and they just ended up accidentally tying his fingers into her hair, and they ended up having a real... That was their first real fight, where she was genuinely mad at them. That's so cute. Uh, and so he moves quickly away from the braiding people. That is adorable, and I love that idea. <laughs> I want to become well-liked enough for somebody to create fan art about us, and then for that to be a thing that they draw. <sighs> Melian's hair, or fingers, tied into Phelan's hair. With this I panicked expression a... on his face. <laughs> yes. I, I have a feeling that this flashback will have to, that this will have to get handled as a flashback at some point, and... <laughs> <laughs> The scene will actually have to be uh, played out so that we can see just how badly this went. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Oh, jeez. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll get there at some point. <laughs> uh, perhaps if you ever were to share this situation with the rest of the group, we might do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, uh, will you continue on your way out of the Dwarven Borough? Indeed. I'm gathering valuable intel, I feel. Uh, So as you're uh, heading out, uh, before you leave, uh, you do get stopped by one of the guards. uh, And he goes, Hey, child, where are your parents? Frost's folly, sir. Oh, it seems you got a bit turned around. Uh, Head back to the main square. And uh, when you come into it, uh, you'll take the left path out. You don't want to go uh, north. You're currently heading towards Scargate. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, you see, I'm I'm actually shopping for a birthday present for my brother, um, and apparently he he said that the best tunic maker was in Scargate, and I don't know if that's true or not. But I did. I do know where that shop is, so I'm just going to go there real quick, and then. Uh, but my mother told me that the safest way to get to Scargate from Frost's Folly was to go through the Dwarven Borough, because it's so safe. Well, your mother is quite smart. So there she is. Yes, very, very smart to say that. No child's gone missing here, not on our watch. Our guard captain is... He's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, she's also going to give him a wink, and then, like, reveal that she's carrying a hand axe. She's like, and I'm not totally defenseless. And then she'll slip it back uh, into the underneath the sort of flap of the tunic. He gives you a smile and then says, Now, lass, don't let any of the other town's guards see you with that. They'll have questions for your parents. 
but between you and me and the rest of the guard here, that looks like a mighty fine piece, and your father must be proud to have a daughter like you carry it. Melian will, will try and replicate Phelus Beth's uh, pleased smile. You replicate it, and the guard lets you go on your way. Uh, and you exit the Dwarven Borough, uh, you cross East Maker's March, and you head up into Skogate. Uh, this area of Skogate that you're in, uh, you only see uh, the green sort of like blob uh, discreetly placed. Mm -hmm. So you continue up from the Dwarven Borough into Skogate, uh, and you pass through an area that mostly just has the green blob. Uh, and mm -hmm. as you go through Skogate, you eventually come back down into Frost Folly, uh, and you make your way to the house. And next session, uh, we will start up with uh, Jovan and uh, Quarry uh, as they head to the Herbalist. I think, at least they were heading to the Herbalist. Uh, and then we will rejoin... Uh, with Faileth, the real Faileth, at the Hungry Door Tavern, and see if Faileth does manage to make it back to Frost Folly before you have arrived. <laughs> I feel that we are all hesitant about that. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. <laughs> I am and... very amused that real Faileth didn't get stopped by anyone of any sort of authority. We haven't dug anybody up yet. You haven't been prominently True. displaying your mother's skull. I mean, we'll find you once the charges of necromancy are, you know, levied in your direction. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's always the easiest way to find her. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Roll With Adventure, where we bring you this story from our imagination to your ears. If you liked what you heard, please rate us on Apple Podcast and visit us at www.rollwithadventure.com. Our intro and outro music is Brave by Arcane Anthems. Thanks for the components of this episode's soundscapes. Go to zapsplat.com and Purple Planet Music. Full credits are in the episode description. We hope you've enjoyed listening. I just want to say that the child across the street is in the backyard walking around with a flashlight, and I don't know why he's doing it, but it scared the hell out of me because the backyard is pitch black, and then all of a sudden I see this light bobbing through the trees. But everything's fine, I'm fine. Just carry on with our lives. Like nothing well, has Allie been eating mushrooms? <laughs> no, I swear this is really happening. I think he's probably taken the dog out for a evening pee. Anyway, carry on. I'm okay. sorry. That just startled me. I'm you look I... over at Faileth and Melon. Sorry, my timing is terrible. I mean, <laughs> it's okay. I feel like I've really been hard. interrupting everybody every single time I've opened my mouth. I think not having a visual component is making it really hard to tell when anyone is about to speak. 
So we all just kind of pile on each other, <laughs> or we have huge long pauses where we wait to see if anyone else is going to talk before we do. It's like the awkward hallway dance, but virtually. Yeah. No, you go. No, 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 you go. No, 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 you. 